Welcome to the Smarty Podcast Series from Charlotte Smarty Pants, where we focus on all things parenting. We talk about everything from education, health, travel, beauty, fashion, and more. Join in on the discussion at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast Series is produced by Charlotte Star Room, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio, and the best parties in the QC the pop star music video parties, and professional voice lessons in a studio. Also amazing content creation. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Smarty Podcast. This is Cheryl Perry with Jen Plam. Thanks for joining us today. We're really excited to have two guests in the studio joining us from the Fletcher School. First, we have Susie Culp, who has served at the Fletcher School as the admissions director for 24 years, and Elizabeth Ash, who served as admissions assistant for eight years. So welcome to you both. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Um, so just to give you a little bit of background on the Fletcher School, in case you don't know about it, it was founded in 1982. It's an independent K-12 through day school that serves students with learning differences. They offer an individualized, multi-sensory, college preparatory curriculum, and students learn in small, structured classes with a six-to-one student-to-teacher ratio. The Fletcher School believes student performance meets potential and bright futures abound at their school. So um, thanks again for being here. We're just going to dive right into our discussion. Susie, tell us a little bit about the Fletcher School, your history, and the students you serve. The Fletcher School was founded in 1982 by moms just like myself and Elizabeth. Our kids were struggling in school. 38 years ago, these children's parents were actually at a kitchen table and commiserating that their kids were struggling. And what could they do? They're in a typical classroom. It was Charlotte Mecklenburg Public School Independent Schools. And they decided to take it by the wings, and they established the Fletcher School. That's amazing. Were they diagnosed with a learning difference back then? or That's such a great question. Was? Not really. Right. Not really. The term learning difference was always out there, learning disability. Right. I think what Fletcher School has done to really establish that profile is stand by its criteria that our kids, they are bright and they're struggling. However, they have been diagnosed by a licensed psychologist. So this is what the families around the kitchen table did. They went to a psychologist. Okay. And I have to do a shout out for you and C. Charlotte because they had a psychologist who really did help Fletcher School. That's awesome. And what were some of those learning differences back then? And and we'll get into it in detail on mm-hmm. what you specialize in now. But what were it? Was reading, it, reading. Reading. Reading, not being able to identify a sound to a letter. Mm-hmm. Were they elementary age? Some were. We mm-hmm. had second grade through sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. Okay. Wow. It was a big spectrum of ages and grades. Right. But they had one teacher. And, and she you started really, out at a church, is that we right? We did. Yeah. We did. That's neat. So we were at St. Luke's on 3rd Street. Uh-huh. And then we moved to Providence Baptist on Randolph. Okay. Who both are really have been such blessings to the Fletcher School mm-hmm. because they reached out to us and let us have a school within a church. Yeah. And then in 2003, we bought our property on Sardis Road. It's a beautiful campus. And we were able campus. to build. Yeah. yeah. And it really reflects our board of trustees and I always have to comment on them because they make our campus our classrooms everything our children with learning differences need Mm -hmm. so Elizabeth you're a former parent Um, tell us how you discovered the Fletcher School 
I am. I actually have two. Were you at the kitchen table? No, not at the kitchen table. (laughs) (laughs) But I actually do have two children who have graduated from Fletcher. Oh, nice. The first one came about, he was in second grade. He was at a, a local independent school. And just like every mom or dad that's listening to this, the little red flag started showing up. Um, the anxiety about going to school, the difficulties in homework, things that, you know, just kind of pop. Like a frustration are, doing homework. start to see it, and mm-hmm. I can see that. At what age? What age? This was second grade, second grade. So seven. Um, but it kind of really set off when I went to hear him read in a presentation, and I mm-hmm. could see the anxiety, mm-hmm. the, the red face, the shaking hands, the worry. And it helped me go, something's not right. Mm-hmm. So I like to call the teacher that I had back then, that grade, the cloud in my silver lining because she had a difficult time kind of seeing outside of the box. And so I went to the resource department there and said, we need a better plan. Mm -hmm. And they were wonderful. And they helped me find Fletcher. Oh, wow. Back then with Susie Culp there. So when was this? This would have been 2002. Okay. And it's right when we moved on to our new campus. But Susie helped me see helped both my husband and I see that our other son really could benefit from Fletcher too. So he started in first grade and um, the the other one started in third grade. Okay. And they both graduated from Fletcher. Both went on to college and finished. That's great. That's great. Now you asked me also um, how it helped my student. Mm -hmm. And this is a story I I just love telling because I think it's so typical of what happens when your child enters Fletcher. I told you about the anxiety and not really liking school. We, I, he starts Fletcher, and I go to the first conference, and of course, like every mom going, oh, my gosh, you know, this conference, what's this going to be? And I looked at the teacher. I said, well, just tell me, you know, what does this anxiety look like? And she looked at me like I had two heads. She <laughs> said, he is the happiest child. Oh, that's awesome. And that happy child can learn when they have let go of all that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that is just the typical story at Fletcher. And yeah. we see it over and over again at missions with our parents. Thank just the gratefulness that they mm-hmm. have. That's, yeah. That leads into our next question about the admission process and what, today, what type of learning difference does a student typically have or need to have to be accepted into Fletcher? I know it's highly sought after in our community and sometimes hard to get in depending on the grade. Families call um, or they go through our website and do an inquiry. Um, Once they've made an inquiry by the website or by phone call to me or Elizabeth, we begin that conversation and gently go into how their child's been struggling, mm-hmm. what it's like in the classroom, if there is the anxiety. And really, we're there for them so they can talk. There is such a grief associated mm-hmm. with learning differences. And when a family is facing the term learning disability, which mm-hmm. is used for legal rights. That's how mm-hmm. they get their accommodations. Okay. So we take it from the conversation to, does your child have the psychological and educational evaluation? What we were talking about a little while ago. And so once the family does have this testing, we're able to determine if they meet our criteria, mm-hmm. which is that all of our kids are bright. They have an average to above average IQ. That's 90 and above. They all have deficits between that potential, their IQ, and where they're achieving. So the term learning disability, it's a diagnosis. Okay. And at that point, the family comes in and meets with us. We'll do a tour of Fletcher School, um, get them familiar. Let's say they're looking at third grade. Mm-hmm. So we'll visit second and third. And then we'll, if the child's appropriate, parents ready to apply, we will go through the application process. 
And today we do that through a portal rather than all the paper. Right. <laughs> the child comes for two Fletcher visits. One is for an assessment for placement. And that's one-on-one. It's not graded. And then the child comes for a one- to two-day class visit. We get teacher recommendations, speech-language, OT, therapist, counseling, anything, IEPs that help us better understand the child. Mm-hmm. And so if the child is appropriate after this process and they're accepted, then we're taking that next step into that big, bright future. That's nice. Tell us about kind of the community of parents you have, because I know like as a parent, it's hard to accept if your child has a a difference of any sort. So I imagine it's hard um, or actually I imagine it's amazing to go to Fletcher as a parent because then you have a community of people who understand um, the language and and all that. So kind of tell us about your community of parents, too. They are really the heart and soul of Fletcher School. Um, We use them through admissions because Families visiting Fletcher much rather talk to a parent because they're going to hear about mm-hmm. the child. Right. And we have a very strong parent body, kindergarten through 12th grade. We have a strong parents council. We have activities that they have put together with the development, um, our development committee through Brandon and Lindsay so that we have opportunities for the families to be together. Mm-hmm. so that it becomes a family unit and not just their child yeah, who's struggling. So it's so important mm-hmm. because that child who as, is at Fletcher and they may have a sibling or two or three and they're going, why? Why does Carrie get all this attention? Right. And so we do outreach through the Rankin Institute. We provide programs. Um, it's all of our teacher in-service. Our teachers are all trained in Orton-Gillingham, which is our approach to teaching multisensory, as well as they had their degrees in education and higher education. So Rankin has programs like last night on reading disorders. They have programs on anything related to... And it's open to the public. Yeah, yes, thank you. It's, it's on open, Charlotte's Market it's open, Pants, the mm-hmm. schedule. It so sure definitely. is. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And we're grateful for that. So it is open to the public. It is open to grandparents, parents, teachers, professionals, but it's a wonderful, wonderful um, it's outreach. It's a great resource. It truly is mm-hmm. a great resource. So um, how long do kids usually stay at Fletcher? How long do the students usually stay? Is it usually till 12th grade or do you have? Uh, that's another good question. Mm-hmm. No, a child might come in like Elizabeth's son in first grade mm-hmm. and over four to five years, the remediation, that is breaking the information down into small pieces so he's learning to read or write, learning how to do the math better. It may take that long because education within a small classroom, structured classroom of six kids, it says little bitty pieces with tons of repetition that allow the child to learn to advocate and learn the way their brain works mm-hmm. right. and take the next step. So a child may go, may be entering middle school and go as, to his parents and ready to try the wings. Now the mm-hmm. child may not be ready in my eyes, teacher's eyes, parents' eyes, but you know that child wants to do it. They're mm-hmm. advocating and often it works. Right. If, if it doesn't, they can that, come back home. If they're determined. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, but so. Transferring is one of our goals. Mm-hmm. However, children can, young people can graduate from Fletcher and then take that next step. We try to keep the door open. Yeah, I will share this. If a family can only manage one year, give us one year. Mm-hmm. We will make that work as to our best of our ability. 
So is, is there a typical age of entry? I mean, I feel like yours mm-hmm. was a little, Elizabeth, yours was a little bit young. Um, it's usually around second, third, fourth grade. And then is there a typical age of, you know, getting back out of it? Learning disabilities, learning differences are diagnosed in the most comprehensive way when a child is seven. And this is when the child starts having first grade. So I think once you start seeing the reading, I feel like reading's a big red Reading flag, right? is a big one. And mm-hmm. for parents and teachers, paying attention to your instincts. Mm-hmm. If right. you feel like there's a struggle off, right? and you're reading every night, something's off, pay attention to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And have the courage to call someone. Well, and the great thing about even, you know, if you're questioning it, the Rankin events are such good ways to kind of ease they yourself into understanding. That because is Because there's so, so much true. information yes. on the internet yeah. and mm-hmm. you get overwhelmed. So it's you do. amazing to have a local. And then you can ask questions at the Rankin event. So We're all more comfortable when we can go mm-hmm. into that facility yeah. and see that it's a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, so our children come in in kindergarten or first. At this point, let me go ahead and tell you about how the grades are structured. So kindergarten, first grade, we can often have kids who come in with an emerging learning difference, learning disability, or they have clearly a specific learning disability in reading, writing. Second, third, fourth, fifth, it's clear, and they're coming in, and we're filling the classes right now, and we have children on the wait list because these kids have tried so hard. And so that is part of our goal is to be able to grow the school so that we can be an opportunity in the community. Mm -hmm. Our children, kindergarten through fifth, must have a specific learning disability in reading, writing, or math. Attention, attention deficit disorder can be a secondary, but not the primary. Okay. Okay. Now, once I get into sixth through 12th grade, attention deficit can be the primary because it's impacting academics. Right, right. It's all, and we're looking at that whole person, and we have counselors for that support. It's a great family. Elizabeth, tell us kind of about your experience or your kids' experience in high school. Wow, it it was a wonderful experience for all of them, Mm -hmm. or both of them. I look back, and the advocacy skills that they learned Mm -hmm. were just incredible because they went off to college knowing what they needed and knowing how to go to those professors and say, I need extra time or I need this accommodation. The character building that I've looked back now later on going, wow, what are the traits that they got from those caring teachers? Those teachers that still come up to me eight years later going, how's your son? What's he doing? How old are they now? They are 26 and 20. Three had to do the math. Okay. <laughs> and what colleges did they go to? Um, my older son went to High Point, and my okay. younger son went to Elon. Nice. Right. Those mm-hmm. are and they have yeah. my younger son has a twin sister. Oh, and okay. She's at Auburn, so I got oh, to nice. see the comparisons of the educations they got, uh-huh. um, and what they walked away with from Fletcher. Is, I mean, I get on my knees every night and thank. Yeah. I'm just so thankful for because it was a fabulous education. Yeah. And it got them to be the adults that they are. Yeah, we're really lucky to have it here Mm -hmm. in Charlotte. Even though it's small, the high school you're asking, it acts, even though individually it's great, you Mm -hmm. know, you're taking ninth grade English and ninth grade, you know, geometry, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you're 
your whole social group is larger, and that's what I love about the layout of Fletcher, mm-hmm. that that whole high school is more like 80 to 90 kids. So it's mm-hmm. not this, it's it's not even tiny. though you have the, six, the small 6 to 1, 8 to 1 ratio in right. high school, feel, you still, still have big. that big social scene. And mm-hmm. we do all the typical things that other high schools do, proms and oh, driver's great. ed and all, you know, right. all mm-hmm. the extras. Yeah. Beta Club. Again, thanks to our boards right. of trustees. We do all the SAT, ACT testing mm-hmm. and prep. Okay. We try to make it as typical as possible. And then guiding them on which college yes. is a good fit for right. them. Yeah. We do have Because it sounds counselor. like they picked really nice size universities. That's so important. Right. Because mm-hmm. it, it seems um, scary to go to a huge environment right. from there. So it sounds wonderful. And some of our kids do, but right. um, my majority niece, do stay. My niece in. did. She's at Alabama right now. And she, by the way, she's doing awesome. She went to Fletcher until, I believe, ninth grade, and then um, Myers Park, and then um, Alabama, and she's doing great. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so, and and it's interesting to see, like, and some of my daughter's at Alabama right now, and some of her friends have accommodations, um, Mm -hmm. and some of them are afraid to ask in college for the accommodations. I was like, what are you thinking? (laughs) That is, like, the best thing ever. Of course you need to do Mm -hmm. that. So, um, anyway, they're thriving. Listen to your voice. This is... This is how our families come to contacting Fletcher. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's success. I know. It's great. We have, a, we have a, a young man who graduated a few years ago who went to the University of Alabama, and we're going, how are you going to do this? Just like your niece. <laughs> and they do it. Yeah. She's, and she's thriving, organized. I mean, she's way more organized than my daughter who's there. And I'm like, <laughs> ah. Um, but it's, it's really fun to see it. You know, and the roots that she has are from Fletcher, which is wonderful. So. Those organizational roots are important. It is. And they, mm-hmm. we start on that in kindergarten. From day one, those organizational skills are taught. Right. And again, that's one of those attributes yeah. that for my sons. I know, and if you don't have it, like if it doesn't come naturally, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's a struggle. It's a and it's my a sixth learn. grader does I mean, not, right there, it doesn't yeah. come naturally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a new term, mm-hmm. um, organizing. Another way to say it is executive functioning skills. Mm-hmm. Right. And so our teachers are so aware of this and our division heads have made such a point to be sure everyone knows what they are, how to address them and to monitor them. Right. So right. that they stay within their own cage and don't get too big a problem for the child. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we've talked a lot about some success stories. Kind of give us in a nutshell, like what would you, how would you describe your graduates? Can you talk a little bit more about that? They are, they are taking their next steps in life, having different levels of independence. They have learned to advocate. They have learned skills and strategies. Uh, we're a uh, Apple Distinguished School. They they are that. They are using those skills that Apple gives our community, and our ed tech team. It's phenomenal. They they are so equipped and organized, and happy. That's wonderful. This is. It I is. wish you could see my smile right <laughs> I now. I know. <laughs> I know. I it, really is so, it is so. It is such. It is such a wonderful thing. Did you want to add anything, Elizabeth? Well, I want to add that 100% of our graduates have been accepted into over 100 um, different colleges and universities since our start. It's amazing. The yeah, last so four awesome. years, we've had almost $2.4 million worth of scholarship money come wow. to our students. Um, you asked me about, you know, a particular graduate. I've got one in mind that it's so funny. You're talking about University of Alabama. He did finish University of Alabama, and he's going. He's just starting law school right now. Wow. Yeah. And we have. We could stay here for hours talking yeah. about our, our graduates because they're just fabulous kids who 
who are ready. It out. They're yeah. ready. Yeah, they're, ready they're prepared the and ready. That's and wonderful. they do have that outside of the box mind thinking. Mm-hmm. So whether going to do different the, and that is their gift things. it is and once we Absolutely. can help mom and dad grandparents understand mm-hmm. out of the box is such a great mm-hmm. characteristic it will take them in so many different directions right right i was thinking about um, one of our graduates who applied to five different college and universities he's accepted it all he was also our val victorian wonderful wonderful and he graduated from Elon University, and he is now getting his master's in social work. He was accepted into a program for master's. These are great steps for our kids. Right, they are right. believing in themselves, and they're taking steps they didn't know they could take. Mm-hmm. And that is the backing of our faculty and staff. It's great. And the board. Can yeah. ever leave the board? Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. We really appreciate your time. And, and, and we appreciate you. And we're so happy that you're in Charlotte. We're just so lucky to have such an amazing resource. If you want to learn more about the Fletcher Schools program, as well as the community workshops they offer to parents through the Rankin Institute, go to thefletcherschool.org. And you can always check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fletcher Falcons. You can always find us, Charlotte Smarty Pants, at charlottesmartypants.com, on Facebook and Instagram at charlottesmartypants, and on Twitter at charlottesmarty. Thanks so much for listening to our Smarty Podcast. You can always join in on the conversation at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio. Check them out at charlottesstarroom.com.